Shalom Abrachur of the Mesechus Baba Kamat Abnun Test. Today's daft discusses evaluating an Odom's damage also within Shishim, just like when an animal damages, we discuss evaluating by what the animal damaged, what its potential would be. We discuss subtracting the value of what was saved when the damage was. Inflicted, we discussed Eliezer Zira's uh, black shoes and uh, the test that they gave him to see if he was uh, being Yuhara or not. We discussed paying full for ripe fruit of Shimon's Shita and another Mishnah discussing putting straw in someone else's Chatzar who's responsible over there. Spoiler alert, it's a guy who put it there without permission. Now, Abai is in the middle of challenging Rava. Why would you think the Niske Odom would be different? If a guy chops down his friend's palm tree, why would it be different than his animal doing the damage? Just because by the case of Ahima, just because by the case of Odom, it doesn't befavor say Shishim, that doesn't mean that you're not going to evaluate the damage in the context of 60, the, the entirety of the field. By Behima also, it leaves out the exploitation of the word 60 and yet that's what it means and he brings he brings an example of where it doesn't say shishim by mehima but that's what it means the brisa brings a case of an animal who destroys a sapling shabiyasi says that they made a gazera in yushalayim that if this sapling was it was a year old you pay two coins if it was two years old you pay four silver coins if he ate new grain rabiyasi aglili says then you see how much it would be worth when it's ripe, you evaluate its potential value. While the Chachamim say, no, you look at it right now. Chachamim look in the present moment. Rabbi Yisaglili is looking towards the future. Towards the potential. If the animal eats budding grapes, Rabbi Yeshua says, we see how much these would be worth when they're harvested, the potential. And the Chachamim say, no, look at it right now. How much are budding grapes worth? Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda says in the name of Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon, that's, he explains that that's only when the animal ate little grapes or little figs. But if he ate these half-ripe hagim or a little bit more ripe boiser, there we look towards the future. And we see how much these are, are going to be worth once they complete their... Riping. I, the Chachamim, say that you look at it right now. And Abaye points out it doesn't say anything about evaluating it within Shishim. And yet we know that that's what it means. So, so too by Adam, when the person is the one that chops down the tree, does the damage, even though it doesn't befavor say that we evaluate the tree within the context of the field, that's what it means. Now Abayi says there, Rabbi and Rabbi Shmuel say the same thing. Rabbi Yisaglili is what we just said. They evaluate based on the potential. And Rabbi Shmuel also holds this way. In a Brisa, we learn from the Pasuk, that you pay the value of the Nizuk's best stuff and the Nizuk's best vineyard, according to Rabbi Shmuel. But Rabbi Kiva says, that's not what the Pasuk is teaching us. It's teaching us that when the Nizik collects, you collect from the highest value, from the Idis. And Kabachimer to Hektish, we'll collect from Idis. We're not, we're not learning out what Rav Idibar Oven said. What was Rav Idibar Oven's halacha? If an animal eats a roe, we don't know the value of the roe that he ate. Was it really good stuff or the really shvacha vegetation? He says that you pay from whatever the best stuff is that's here now. 
We don't say that because we say You have to prove that my animal took away, destroyed your good stuff if you want me to pay good stuff. Otherwise, I'm paying the lower amount. Rather, what we do learn from the Pasuk if we're not learning out to pay the most, Meitav Sadeu is not telling me you pay more than what you can prove. It's telling me that you pay what this is going to be worth at the time of harvest. Same halacha that Rabbi Yosei Haglili was teaching us. We look at the potential. Next, we learn that Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda says the name of Rabbi Shimon. There are different levels of fruit. And we have conflicting views about the middle level. Opposite diyukim. You see, we're saying we evaluate what it's worth now when it eats tiny grapes and figs, level one. But if it were to be at level two already, then we look at its potential. What's it going to be worth when it's fully ripened? However, in the safer, we say that if the animal ate level three, pagam and boiso, when they're already almost ripe, half or even more than that, there we look at its potential, which we can be medayic, that if it's not at level 3, it's only at level 2 at smadar, then we look at it, how much it's worth right now. So what is smadar? Do we look at it right now, the diuk of the seifa, or do we look at its potential, the diuk of the reisha? So Ravina says, learn them both together. Learn like this. We evaluate it the way it is when the animal eats level 1. Tiny little produce. But if you were to eat level two, smadar, or level three, pagan and baisar, there we look at it already towards its future. So level two and three, we look at its potential. Level one, when they're still super tiny, they would just evaluate what it's worth in this state. Aye, then what's Rabbi Yeshua ben Yehuda adding over Rabbi Yeshua's psak? The nafkamina would be a case. They would be arguing whether you subtract how much the owner of this vine saved by having his vines not producing grapes because growing grapes takes out some of the koyach of the vines. So it's true. I damaged. I ate all your grapes. But I also saved you a little bit because now your vine itself is stronger for next season. But we're not messiah and we don't know exactly how we paskin, do we actually subtract the value of what was saved in this damage? Abaye, however, suggests that we can come to a conclusion in this psaq. He says that Shimon ben Yehudo is the one that holds that you subtract the value saved. We see this in a bracer. Shimon ben Yehuda says the name of Shimon ben Menasya that if someone is ma'anes a girl, a besula, he doesn't pay for the tsar of losing her besulim because at the end of the day, she's going to have that same tsar from her husband. But the Chachomim disagree with Rosh ben Menasya and say you don't subtract from what was saved in the damage because Lamaisa, you can't compare a girl losing her besulim from an oinus than from a rotzoin from her husband. Now Abayi tells us, that we have another brisa that matches Reb Shimon ben Yehuda. Reb Shimon ben Yehuda, we already said, to subtract whatever was saved in the damage. By damaging you, I actually saved you a buck, so I don't have to pay for that. What's the brisa that backs this up? The brisa says that when it comes to Dmei Vlodis, if someone kills Rahman al-Litzlan, a fetus in utero, so Rabbi Yossi says that you subtract the cost of a midwife. However much they would have had to pay for a midwife, he, 
you subtract that from the payment of the Dmei Vlodes. Ben Azai says you subtract the Mezoinos, which either means the amount of food that she, that she would eat pregnant, or the amount that she would eat after giving birth, or the amount that it would cost to feed the baby. Now the Mando Omar, Rabbi Oisi, who says that you subtract the value of the Chaya, the midwife, Kolshakein, you're going to subtract the value of the food. But if you only hold that you subtract the food, you won't necessarily subtract the value of a midwife. That's a bigger Chiddush because the guy could say that his wife doesn't need a midwife. She's a Pekicha. That was the Taina of Shifra and Pua and Mitzrayim. Beschus, they kept the lineage of Chayas going on. They were Zeicha to the lineage of Malchus based David. They got Yichus. Now, Papa Revuna Rader of Yeshua say, they practically, they actually gave up Sak by Rav Nachman to evaluate the damage that was incurred in the context of Shisha and the whole field. We have another uh, documentation of Rav Papa Revuna Rader of Yeshua evaluating a palm tree in the context of the land. The halacha is like Rav Papa and Rav Hunabar of Yeshua, but only by Armenian palm trees. By Persian palm trees, which are particularly choshev, they're self-evaluated, not in the context of anything else. Next, we have a story. Eliezer Zeira was wearing black shoes in the shuk in Nardoy. Shoes shows our domination over the animal kingdom. Um... Wearing black shoes, it's a certain, it's a sign of Avelos. But when the Bay Reish Galusa found him, they're like, why are you wearing black shoes? Are you being Miss Avel of Yerushalayim? Are you so chashuv that you could just any day f- feel like, you know, they thought he was being haughty by, by showing that he's on this madrega, feeling the pain of Yerushalayim publicly. So they threw him in jail. But Elias Azira said, no, you know, I'm a chashuv of a person. I'm actually on this madrega. So they said, how, how do we know? So he said, either I'll ask you a question or you ask me a question. Either way, let's have a test over here. I'll prove it. So they asked him a question. Someone cuts down a palm tree. How much does he have to pay? Well, he, he asked them. He challenged them to this question. And he's going to spin them in circles, right? They say, well, you pay however much the palm tree is worth. Hey, that's a logical answer. Aye, Eliezer Zahira retorts. But what about the dates? This is going to be... This tree is going to be worth a lot more once his dates ripen. And you also gave him that law. So they said, oh, so pay the value of the dates. He says, yeah, but right now they weren't worth that much. Right now they were just like these unripe dates. There weren't any dates on the tree while they cut it down. So they, they gave up and they said, okay, so said, how much do you pay? He said, you take the, this tree in the context of Shishim and see how much it was worth before and after. Pay the difference. So they were a little skeptical and they said, well, who actually Paskins like that? Like, how do we know that that's the actual Psak? So the Ezra said, well, you have Shmuel. He's alive and well. His bezin's going strong. Go and ask him. So they went and they asked him. And uh, Shmuel said, Taka, he answered correctly, you pay in the context of Shishim. And they let Eliezer Zeira go. Back in our mission, Rupa Shimon had told us, he disagreed with Tanakama and said that, yes, you do evaluate in the context of Shishim when the fruits aren't ripe. But when they're ripe, you pay for those fruits. Why? Because he says that when the Torah tells us of Yerste Acher, and we're learning that we're learning that we, that we evaluate in the context of the stay in the of the field as a whole. That's only for things in the field that require the field. They're still relying dependent on the field. They're not yet ripe. But once they're ripe, you pay for these items themselves. They're no longer connected to the sada. 
Rav Huna bar Chia, Rav Yirmi bar Abba, Paskins like Rav. But they say that Rav Paskins like Rav Meir and like Rav Shimon. He Paskins like Rav Meir. We see this in a Brisa when it's talking about uh, someone who's selling fields that are in his wife's ksuba. If he sells, if he writes one field, he sells one field and she doesn't sign on it. And then in the second field that he sells, she does sign on it. She loses the first one as well. According to a mayor, she's showing that she doesn't mind giving up these fields. But if you who disagrees, he says that she could taina. I was just trying to make my husband happy. What do you want from me? I wasn't going to start fighting him on these on these fields that he was my fields that he was giving away. So we hear Rav Passons like Rav Meir that she is forfeiting her fields. And he passes like Rav Shimon. Like Rav Shimon says that when the fruits are ripe, you evaluate they themselves, Asar or Sasayim. We don't look at it in the context of the fields when they're ripe. In the next minute, we learn that if someone stacks all of his hay, all of his stuff in his friend's field without asking permission, if that guy's animal eats his stuff, the Balachatzer is potter. You, weren't, you shouldn't have put your stuff in my field. If the Balachotzer's animal gets damaged on your haystack, then you're going to be hive to pay for my animal. If he put the Gedish, this haystack, in this Chotzer with permission, in that case, the Balachotzer is going to be hive. The Gemara suggests that our mission is going against Rebbe, who says that the Balabayas is only going to be responsible... If he explicitly takes on himself to guard the stuff. But just Rishos wouldn't be Mechaev the Balasada. But our Papa says, over here was a specific case in the Mishnah where it was a communal silo where everyone piles the stuff there and the guardsman is officially and obviously in charge of guarding it and he does not need to explicate even according to Rebbe, that he is going to take care of the contents, and that's why he's going to be high if it causes damage. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.